Hey everybody, Sunny here. Before we get to the show, I just want to remind you where you listen to my podcast, Castle Loud Chats. I'm on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more streaming platforms. I'm even on YouTube. With YouTube, just search for Castle Loud Chats, and every episode of my show is up there on YouTube. And now, on with the show. And welcome to Casa Loud Chats, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's, the Casa Grande's, and the Loud House universe. And I'm your host, Sunny. And welcome to episode 25 of Casa Loud Chats. It's the episode 25 special today. So I'm celebrating a big milestone with 25 episodes of my show. Also, I apologize for taking quite a long break from my podcast, but I was taking some time off for uh, doing my podcast and getting to other things. But of course, the Loud House and the Casa Grande's have come back. Since that break, so I wanted to come back in a big way, especially since I knew that I was going to be having 25 episodes of the show, I wanted to make this a big moment for me with this podcast. So again, I want to say thank you to everybody who supported my podcast through these episodes, and we are going to keep going and going for the show because I am so dedicated to both The Loud House and The Casa Grandes, and there's a lot to talk about with this episode on my show, especially marking the milestone for The Loud House, which is the 100th episode of the show that premiered this week. And we also have a bunch of stuff to talk about with like articles that talk about the 100th episode and moving forward into the Loud House and the Casa Grandes. So with that being said, let's get into some Casa News! So since I've been gone from the show, there is a lot of news to talk about. And the first thing, again, I want to talk about for the show is the 100th episode of The Loud House officially on the show, which was A Star is Scorned. So there was a bunch of articles that came out talking about the 100th episode of the show and the future of The Loud House, mainly with season five and every character movie up a grade, with Lincoln going to middle school, Li- Lily starring preschool, and so, and of course, Lori going to college eventually. So we, uh, we know that about season five is that it's going to be probably a time skip. We don't really know that for sure, but I assume it's a time skip and we're all going up, moving up a grade, which is very exciting for the show. So there's a bunch of articles I want to highlight for talking about the show and the 100th episode of the show. The first one I want to talk about is the article from Animation Scoop, which has the interview for producer Karen Mulch on the 100th episode of The Loud House. So I'm just going to skim through the article and see what I want to talk about in terms of the the, uh, article. The first one at the first question they asked was, how does it feel reaching 100 episodes of the series? It's amazing. We feel really great about what we have ma- made thus far and the response it garners from our fans. We now get to inspire and entertain a new generation of kids who look back and say how The Loud House was their favorite cartoon growing up. So that's really awesome. Because again, I've been with the show since season one. I mean, I got into season one midway through the season, but I've been here since kind of the beginning. So to know that this show has just grown and continued to grow with the main show and now with a spinoff is pretty exciting. Uh, let's see. They talked. She talked about when they first worked on the few episodes of Loud House. Uh, let's see. 
what what made you and your team decide on a specific story for the 100 episodes, Stars Scorn? We didn't actually make plans around this milestone. It was basically business as usual for the writer's room. That said, we do plot out several half-hour specials per season of the show so they could air in, in key time slots throughout the year. These episodes tend to have higher stakes and even include a melody of both the Loud House and the Casa Grandes. So this season, we really didn't have a lot of specials. Like, of course, I think because of the Casa Grande arc, we only got, you know, King King of the Con. I don't know if there's going to be another special. There's still an episode that hasn't been revealed yet to us for season four that I assume is the finale. But we know the finale officially is uh, Coop Dreams. So I, I assume they're talking about season five. But again, I'm not sure. Uh, how has production of the show continued for everyone at home during COVID-19? Yes, it's been extremely fortunate to be able to carry on it from home fairly seamlessly. While there have been challenges, we've been able to continue delivering our episodes to the network without missing a beat. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the other side of, of which is the fact that we have great technology that is supported by an incredible team of production te technicians, engineers, and desktop support staff. In terms of keeping everyone's spirits up, we tried to break up our week by having social Zoom calls like team lunches and other activities. My favorite, of course, is our Friday afternoon cocktail power. <laughs> so it's pretty cool that they're still continuing to work on the show during this whole pandemic, but still trying to keep things going and, you know, continuing to make great quality episodes as they usually do. Um... And of course, they did confirm what episode they submitted for the Emmy nomination, which was any given Sunday. People assumed it was Kings of the Con, and everybody was a little upset about that, but now we finally found out that it was actually any given Sunday, which I think is a great you know, submission for the Emmys, because that episode is the first lily focus episode, and really, it tells a story without even, like, having a character who can, who can say dialogue. So, you know, the fact that they kind of, you know, decided on that episode, I think, is a good pick. Then how has the Listen Out Loud podcast been going? I know it just got renewed. It's going great. We just released season three, six episodes in May, and they can be found on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and they're coming soon to our Nick's YouTube channel in mid-June. They are so much fun for our writers to write, mainly because we can tell brand new stories in a much quicker way. While we miss creating animation for these stories, they are meant to be more of an audio experience, and they are faster to produce. I think that's pretty cool. You know, I love that they are having fun with the podcast. I mean, when I talk about the podcast and even to talk about the two episodes I forgot to talk about the last time that got released. I feel like some of them should have been actual episodes of the show, especially the one with like, you know, Sam and Luann and Benny, like, and I talked about the Lincoln and Lola one, which, the Lincoln and Lola one, which I felt should have been an episode of the show. But the fact that we do get these despite them not being animated is still a good thing anyway. And of course, any details you can share in the upcoming Loud House episodes. We can't say too much just yet, but we are really excited and are so proud of all the episodes we have made. Our recent daytime Emmy nomination for Outstanding Children's Show and the celebration of our 100th episode really do say so much. Though I will also add that we do plan to create more half-hour specials this coming season, and our team is always always loves bringing back the Costa for a visit, so be on the lookout. So... We are getting the Casagrandes in Season 5. We knew this already, that they were going to be continuing to bring back the Casagrandes. But that's great that they love bringing these guys back, because, you know, like, we all really want to see the Casagrandes continue to visit the Louds and get the crossover. And, you know, like, Lori Bobby and Lincoln Rania naturally. I'm, you know, mentioning those two. We'll talk about that in a bit. But it's awesome that they are trying to make more specials for Season 5. Because they're going to, you know, the, the stakes are going to be higher for season five. So I feel like with more specials and continuing to bring in the Casa Grandes for visits, it's going to be very exciting to make season five a great uh, season. 
So the next article I want to highlight is, If These Walls Could Talk, Nick's Loudhouse Celebrates 100 Episode from Animation Magazine. This one talks to Mike Ruber and, and Karen Maltz so, uh, again. So they both, so reading through this article, uh, they talk about how they got started on the Loud House. Um, they asked if they thought the Loud House would be a big hit. They, uh, they said, actually, I did. It was so endearing, sweet, and funny. Once we started recording the voices, it really came alive for me, and I knew we had something special. I had a hunch as well. The premise was so simple and appealing, a boy and ten sisters, and the characters are so fun and distinctive, but I had no idea it would become a big hit as it did. Um, let's see, biggest challenges, uh, they say the biggest challenges are working from home and trying to tell new stories, which, yeah, I think that's a, a pretty big challenge with having the ongoing series that continues with more seasons is trying to tell more stories, but I feel like with season four, they really have pushed the level of what kind of stories they can tell, not just from the Lincoln and, not just from uh, Lincoln sisters, but other side characters as well, and expanding onto the Casa Grandes as well, so, like, the fact that they have really just gave fresh ideas for the show into four seasons, I think is pretty amazing. Uh, here's the one thing you want to highlight, which is, what is the most memorable response you had for the fans when they realized you work on The Loud House? It's always nice to see kids' face light up whenever I tell them I work on the show. They often have lots of questions about the characters. What's going to happen with Lincoln Roddy and is a big one. It shows that they're really invested in the characters. It also really, it's also really great when parents say they watch the show with their kids and actually enjoy it, rather than fleeing the room. So, okay. So... You, you know, <laughs> the thing with me is, of course, you know, Lincoln and Roddy are my two favorite characters in the, in the whole wide world, the entire episode on them, highlighting their development and thinking that there's going to be more with them going forward. So the fact that they have recognized that the fans are always asking, what's up with Lincoln and Roddy? You know, what is up with these two? Like, are they going to be a thing? What, what is going to happen with these two? The fact that they recognize that means that they are planning something with these two. Again, I have no idea what they're going to do, you know, but they recognize how much the fans are so dedicated to th these two as a pair, you know, of course. Like, I, they say kids, but I assume they probably mean most of us uh, online, the fan base, which most of us aren't really kids, including myself, you know. As somebody who's been dedicated to their relationship for four years in this fandom, you know, it's like, whoops, uh, you know, I'm not really a kid, but yeah, I'm like wondering about these two all the time. So again, the fact that they recognize what the fans really want from the show and see what the response is, I think is pretty awesome because, you know, fan service is a good thing, but it's also, it's also like you need to do fan service in the best way possible and not just give fan service for the sake of it. So if you give fan service in a great way, then it gives a positive response to that. So the fact that they are like you know looking through what the fans have you know noticed or what have said about the show and they're like oh man i really want to see what happens with Lincoln and roddy and there's gonna be more stories with them are they gonna you know, develop their relationship what is gonna happen with them you know the fact that they have recognized that like what is what is happening with these two shows that you know Saran said this on his podcast, and I say it too is that they are going to give us the best thing with these two for sure it's probably not going to be exactly what we want in terms of the relationship, like them actually becoming a couple on screen. But I think they're going to do it where they are going to just continue developing their relationship and showing that these two are super close. And eventually, like somewhere down the line, you know, in the future, like maybe in the season finale or the movie or something, we see that they have developed 
more feelings for each other and maybe they'll eventually say, oh yeah, they're probably going to be together in the future. But as of right now, I say because they are going to show that the Casagrandes are still going to visit in season five and expand on that, they're definitely going to expand on the Lincoln and Rodian relationship, which again is something I'm looking forward to so much in the show because the fact that they are you know like giving Roddy and this, this much attention with a spinoff and still give Letty you're coming to the main show like with don't you forget about me and just see like a Roddy in the background that's all I want to see moving forward is just seeing them together in the background or having a full-on episode like horoscope expanding their relationship more on screen because obviously a lot of us have complained that you know we don't want to see them hook up right away we want to see that expansion of their relationship because we haven't seen a lot of them together on screen as much with their friendship and relationship so the fact that they recognize that fans are asking what is happening with looking Roddy and tell us like what are, we, what are you gonna do with them please show us what is what is it you know are they friends or they love are they friends or they gonna get, to, get together you know, I mean they're friends obviously but it's like are they gonna be more than just friends just just you know do something with them like do something you know so again I'm really excited for that to see that what they're gonna do with their relationship moving forward and you know I feel like they're gonna give us such a satisfying ending with these two but I don't know what it's gonna be I still think it's gonna be where they're gonna like hint at them being being together like in the background somewhere where it's like yeah they're holding hands or something but you know I don't know moving forward because with the two shows you never know what's gonna happen with them so you know I wanted to I wanted to put my thoughts out there that I <laughs> the moment the ride showed me this the moment the ride showed me this on Twitter was like hey like they he actually said that like kids are always asking what's going on with like Ronnie and may actually gave me a legit heart attack. <laughs> Because I don't really like, like, asking the crew about them, obviously. I, I know they probably are bothered by it when people ask them about them. But it's it's kind of great that they acknowledge that. It's like, yeah, we want to see more Lincoln and Roddy in. So give us to us in some sort of capacity, you know what I mean? So the fact that they kind of acknowledge that, some that fan service, of course, is great. Then they also talk about, um, I've enjoyed having parents tell me how much they watch the show with their kids. They love the fact that we've illustrated some diverse family dynamics and really appreciate that we're, we're representing the LGBT community with the characters of Clyde's dads and our dear Luna. There is really something for everyone in this episode. Yes, I love the diversity in the show. I love Clyde's dads. They're fantastic. I love Luna and Sam. You know, Luna are a great pairing together. So the fact that they, you know, have expanded on Sam and Luna's relationship with, like, you know, Racy Hart it's a perfect gig and even Sam appearing in a podcast without Luna they've actually expanded Sam into her own character outside of Luna is kind of fantastic in that way so they've kind of expanded on that with the LGBT community with uh, representing uh, them in Clyde's dad and in Luna herself being in a relationship with a girl is so wonderful like again the fan service is absolutely wonderful on the show so the fact that they have receive such great and positive fan response to the things they've done in the show, I think is wonderful. So again, like, you know, with Lincoln and Roddy, and I want to see what they do with Sam and Luna going forward as well in the show. Um, and then they talked about what lessons they learned in the show, uh, how the stay-at-home order's been doing for them. Uh, their favorite episode, they um, they highlighted really loud music, which I like really loud music. I think it's one of the one of the best specials they've done because it's a musical episode. I kind of wish it could have been more about the family than just Luda, but Luda's a music one, so you gotta have her with music. So, so that's that article. 
And then, uh, let's see, there was one with Mike Ruper again, but I think it was mostly just the same things he said about the, uh, in the other article. And then we got to talk about how Kevin Sullivan has just been uh, promoted to head writer on The Loud House. That's pretty exciting. Like, wow. <laughs> well, great, uh, congratulations, Kevin. You deserve it, man. Like, you've done some of the one of, some of the best episodes in the show. I agree. I know some people might might be skeptical on that and disagree with me, but I feel like Kevin's done some really good episodes of the show. So now that he is the head writer of the Loud House, I think that's a great thing for him. So congratulations, Kevin. You deserve that. So again, congratulations to the Loud House for its hundredth episode of the show, which is a starry score. And we're going to talk about that when we do episode reviews. I am so happy and thankful for the show coming into my life and how it, it's expanded on to more than what it could, what it bit, what it was like years ago. The fact that this show has lived on for so long, for like four or five years, is just crazy to me. This is one of the first shows I ever gotten into that's really expanded on more than what it possibly could have been like in season one. So the fact that we are on 100 episodes really means how special this show is with its universe and characters and such. So I just, I am so thankful for The Loud House coming into my life because of that. All right, <laughs> so that was a lot to talk about. But let's talk about new episodes of The Loud House and The Casa Grandes premiering next week. So we have two episodes of The Loud House and two episodes of The Casa Grandes. Originally, it was going to be four episodes of The Loud House, but they pushed them back to some later day, I assume July, uh, because those are the, kind of the last two episodes of season four, and I guess Nickelodeon doesn't want to end season four here. So they're going to stretch it out. But of course, next week, we have two episodes of The Loud House and The Casa Grandes. The first two episodes we talked about The Loud House, which where Sand Hassles, which is the Lucy episode about her not wanting to go to the beach with the mortician club, and Wheel Deal is the one where Lincoln and uh, Lincoln and Lana build the soapbox car, and Chandler is in this episode too. Um, so a promo came out for both of these episodes of, of the Loud House, and of course the, for both episodes of Casagrandes. And from seeing the promos, all these episodes look really good, especially the two episodes I want to talk about with the Casagrandes. But Wheel and Deal. I think is going to be such a wholesome episode because they seem to like the Lincoln and Lana pairing. I don't know why we had two episodes with this pairing this season. I guess they really like Lincoln and Lana together for some reason. But uh, when we talk about Ruben Horde, I love the scene with Lincoln and Lola. They're my two. They're my favorite twin pairing with Lincoln. But Lola, Lincoln and Lana, I think is a great pairing for this episode, mainly because we haven't had a Lincoln plus sister episode in years. So the fact we had to get one with them together in the entire episode is going to be great but I'm not looking forward to seeing Chandler again, you know what I mean? Uh, I just hope the episode's really good because I don't want Chandler to ruin my enjoyment of this episode. And the, two, the title cards came out today and they both look really good for both episodes. I'm not really looking forward to the Lucy one because none of the siblings are in it besides her, but I'm sure it'll be a fun one. I just hope it's not as not as boring as the right stuff, you know? Um, so we'll see what happens from, with those two. But the Casagrande episodes I didn't get talk I didn't get to talk about before because they were just announced like I think last week. So the two episodes that are premiering next week are Karma Chameleon and Team Effort. Let's talk about Karma Chameleon. Karma 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 Chameleon. Yes, I am so happy that they actually made an 80s song reference. Just like Don't You Forget About Me. I, whoever on the La Loud House and Casagrande crew are making 80s song references, 
for the title card for the titles of episodes. Thank you, I appreciate it. I love you. Okay, so Kamara Chameleon. The Changs leave Roddy and her cousins to watch after Cam, the chameleon snake. So I'm very interested in this one because, of course, this episode was announced a long time ago when the Casa Grandes was announced as a show. This episode was hinted at for a long time, and we didn't know when this episode was going to be uh, was going to be premiering, and now it actually is, which is very exciting. When I first heard the uh, the title for this episode, I knew it was going to be the one about the snake. And the fact that Roddy Ann and her cousins are helping out with this episode, and even Bobby is too, because I saw him in the promo, is very interesting to me, because they're all babysitting all of their pets and not just the snake. They're, I also saw Froggy too, and some other uh, animals they had there in the cage, in the little, like, uh, ca I guess not cages, like little boxes or whatever they put pets in, sorry, I forget. But yeah, uh, in the little th little container. So they're they're looking after all their little little animals while the Changs are on vacation or something like that. So that's a pretty interesting premise, you know, to see how Rodian and her family handles animals even though they have pets. Like it kind of reminds me of Perfect Gig with Luna taking care of um Clyde's you know Clyde's dad's uh cats. It's like you have pets. I don't know why you're so bad at taking care of cats, you know? So it's it's just odd to me that it kind of connects with that. But I think it'll be a pretty fun episode just from what I've seen of it. But the one I'm looking forward to the most is Team Effort. Roddy and her skate buddies work together to show their coach that they have what it takes to make a team. Man, this has a lot going for it. I mean, this episode, I had an episode idea like this a very long time ago, but it was going to be where Lincoln was coaching Ronnie in for a skateboarding competition with her friends. Now that this episode is actually happening, but of course it doesn't have Lincoln in it, it has only her friends because Casa Grande's. I have to get rid of that episode idea for good now, but you know, whatever. It's just like, oh, well, I I had the same episode idea just with Lincoln in it, so I guess I called it. I don't know, but the first time I heard about it, I was like, oh, it's going to be Ronnie and her skate friends, obviously. And Laird is included in this episode. He's with uh, her group, with her skate friends in this episode, which is pretty interesting to me. I guess because they want to be three girls and three boys on a team, so I guess that's why they include Laird. Um, and also, Sid is dressed up as a hot dog? I don't know why. <laughs> is she, like, their mascot or something? But she's also skating, so she can't really be the mascot if she's, just, if she's still part of the team. So it's, I guess she's just offering food for them while, while they're on break skateboarding. But yeah, this episode has a lot going for it, mainly because, again, it's with all of the friends and not just Sid, and it is them, like, trying to be a skateboarding team. I think it's gonna be a quite a very quite interesting episode for sure. Like I really I love this idea so much because I had a similar idea, but you know it's like the seeing all of them work together to skateboard together because people kept telling me there's no such a, there's no such thing as skateboarding teams, and I'm like yeah there is. There's gonna be one of this episode, so <laughs> I'm proving you all wrong. There is such a thing as a skateboarding team. Have you seen the a screaming? Have you seen a screaming goofy movie? They're literally on a team. A skateboard team. Well, it's, it's a skating competition, so it's like skating and skateboarding and stuff. But still, they're on a team in a streaming goofy movie, so it, there is something out there like it. So I'm really excited for this episode. All these episodes look really good. Uh, so I'm looking forward to next week. And of course, they all premiere at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, but do reruns from 2, from two to 4. 
uh, but do reruns at two and four as well. So then we also got uh, episodes of The Loud House and The Consequences announced to us, which are upcoming episodes. The Loud House episodes were announced a while back and were going to premiere with this bomb, but, get, but then got moved to a later date, which are Coop Dreams and uh, Friends of Dry Places. I'm sorry, that's the wrong order, but still. Um, so I didn't get to talk about these episodes before, so I'm going to talk about them here. So Friends of Dry Places. While on a field trip, Lincoln worries that his friend group is, is splintering, which is splitting up. Okay. <laughs> this episode, like, when this comes out, this is gonna mess me up. Because one, it's a Lincoln-focused episode, which I've been asking for forever and waiting for season four and be like, we can't just end season four without a Lincoln focus episode. And here it is. Lincoln's getting a focus episode and it's gonna be about thinking that his friend group is gonna split up on a field trip. Now, I have a ton of headcans based on Lincoln's, you know, viewpoint when it comes to his friends and his insecurities, mainly with predictability, how he thinks that, oh, if I'm so boring, my friends won't hang out with me, won't hang out with me anymore. So the fact that on a field trip, when his friends just go off to do other things, he feels like they're gonna split up, that's kind of sad to think about. It's like he feels lonely that his friends just want to go do other things and he wants to spend time with them and he feels like that if they go off to do other things on the field trip or hang out with other people, even like in Auntie Dolph when he felt jealous of Clyde and, uh, Clyde and, Clyde and Zach hanging out. I'm sorry, I almost said Liam. Clyde and Zach hanging out. It's like he has these insecurities of losing his friends because, you know, they're going to do other things and they'll leave him behind. I have the same headcam with Roddy Ann. Although with Ronnie Ann's case, it's more evi evidence because of her, like, family issues with her dad being, with her dad, had, when her dad was gone for two years, so I could understand that. With Lincoln, he lives with a huge family, so it's kind of interesting that he still has insecurities about losing his friend group and being all by himself and worrying that, you know, they're going to split up, so he actually tries to do stuff to, in order for them to not split up. That's pretty interesting to me. That really can expand on season five if, like, when they go to middle school, they all start to do other things and start to, to that the friend group starts to split up officially, which would make Lincoln question stuff about his friend group, which would be quite interesting to expand on. So I hope they do that, because this, this episode really has a lot going for it in terms of Lincoln's insecurities and anxieties. So if a lot of my headcans are true this episode, I'll be really happy about that, because I'm really looking forward to this one, just getting Lincoln feels. I, I absolutely really, really love that about this idea of this episode. So I'm like, yeah, I want this episode now. Like, give it to me right now. But they had to move it to July because they want to, you know, expand season four out. You know what I mean? And then we have Coop Dreams, which is in, in order to buy her dream car, Lori becomes a local rideshare driver. So this, of course, is the official season finale of season four. And rightfully so. I mean, Lori's trying to buy a car for college, obviously. And I'm pretty interested in this one because, again, like, we've had two Lori episodes this, you know, this season, of course, uh, back to back, which are Senior Moment and this one, expanding on her going to college. So this episode is definitely going to expand on that with her getting a car for college. And I, I wonder how it's going to go, you know, like who she's going to be able to drive around and get the money for in order to buy her car. Because, of course, they can't take Vanzilla. That's the family car. So and so for her to get a car for college so she could drive to college and, you know, go around places and, of course, visit the city, you know, see Bobby and stuff, I think it's a pretty interesting idea, especially expanding on, you know, her going to college. So this is for college. I think it's going to be a very interesting idea and to see her try to, you know, get the money so she can get her dream car. 
And then yesterday, we got two episodes of the Casa Grandes that were announced that are actually going to be premiering early in Nick UK. Come on, Nick UK. Like, you gotta get the episodes early up before us. Come on. I hope maybe if, if Nickelodeon finds out they're airing early, we might get them. But these episodes are airing June 30th and July 1st in the UK, so we might get them leaked out officially. But man, boy oh boy, these episodes, man, like... If I thought that uh, Friends of Dry Places was going to kill me with feels, this one episode, I have so much to talk about with this premise. The first one is Grandparent Trap. Rodian thinks her grandparents' marriage is in trouble after watching a relationship talk show. I... Wow. <laughs> I never thought there would be an episode like this in the show, but oh boy, wow, I, uh... There's just so much to talk about with this one, and I, I don't even know if I have so much, a lot of time to talk about it, but I'm going to go into a rant anyway. Okay, so let's break this down. So Rodney Ann thinks her, her grandparents' marriage is breaking because of what she's seeing on a talk show. Now, I don't understand why Rodney Ann believes a relationship talk show. Why is she watching a relationship talk show? I mean, is she just like channel surfing and all of a sudden it just comes on this reality show that she's watching in the middle of it and they talk about relationships? Because, you know, Rodney Ann uh, is not the type of person to really care about relationships, especially romantic relationships, because you know her, she denies any sort of romance in her life. Like in Operation Dad, when her dad had said, oh, I don't want you know, me and mom are just, you, you, you like, me and your mom are just better off as friends, and she says, ew, dad, no, or even denying any romantic feelings for Lincoln. She's the, not the one person to be talking about with romance. So the idea that she would believe whatever relationship talk show is talking about in terms of a relationship is something where I think that maybe they are trying to develop her feelings towards romance or even relationships, because, again, she is 11 years old, but she is trying to deny any feelings that she would have for anybody, especially to Lincoln in terms of that with Horoscope. So I think that if they could expand on that with Horoscope, how she was just denying feelings, that all of a sudden she realizes that, like, you know, she kind of is invested in what a relationship or a romantic relationship could be, that would be kind of interesting, you know, because, like, the fact that she's listening to a talk show and they're saying how, maybe they're saying, like, oh, like, if couples fight and stuff, that's kind of toxic, you know, when she sees, like, Rosa and Hector just, you know, arguing about something and Ronnie and believes that if they're arguing that's what's going to break the relationship but this could also mean that she's uh connecting this with her parents divorce think about it when Operation Dad when Arturo and Rhea see each other they're so awkward around each other like they just can't even like hug or like shake hands or anything they're so awkward around each other and we don't even know how they divorce it just seemed like it was a very awkward thing and they were better off as friends and stuff and you know like Arturo doesn't want to get back together with Maria because something must have happened the falling out must have happened so I would really love if this episode expanded on Arturo and Maria's divorce and how it still affects Ronnie and emotionally because even though that Ronnie was like oh like my parents just split up but it's fine you know it's it was over it was years ago I feel like mentally inside the divorce still breaks Ronnie and because Arturo was gone for two years so it was very recent she was nine years old when he left so the fact that it was a pretty recent divorce still affects her emotionally so the fact that like her she would think that her grandparents are splitting up because of like you know like arguing or something maybe it connects to her parents where she saw like uh, Arturo and Maria breaking up at, like not breaking up Ar Arturo and Maria like fighting at one point when she was younger 
and that's what caused the, the divorce because they had the arguments they couldn't figure out like certain things and that's why Arturo left so she's thinking that if Rosa and Hector fight that's gonna be the same thing with her parents so of course it's gonna be a misunderstanding there's gonna be wacky hijinks and sue but I feel like in the end like R Ronnie is going to learn that not all relationships are going to be like her parents. And I really want that to be where she realizes that, you know, especially on that with Lincoln, is that I feel like the reason that she's trying to hide feelings for Lincoln is because of her parents' divorce. She doesn't want her and Lincoln to end up all awkward stuff like her parents because you see how awkward they are. And she really cares and loves Lincoln so much, but the idea of, have, of him having romantic feelings for her or even her having romantic feelings for him scares her because what if they do end up getting together? What if something happens? What if they have a falling out? And she doesn't want that because she really does love spending time with Lincoln. So, like, the fact that, like, you know, her grandparents would do the same thing where Rosa and Hector are just like fighting and they have a you know breakup or split up or something it's like connected to her parents it's like it scares her it really scares her with that so like in the end when Rosa you know Rosa and Hector tell her oh we're never gonna split up we're not like your parents your, your parents had this falling out it was a whole different situation not all relationships are gonna be like that maybe it makes Ronnie realize that her fears of having feelings for Lincoln is, you know, like, it isn't as big as it should be because she needs to realize that, you know, even if she has feelings for somebody, it doesn't mean that if they ever get together, the same thing is going to happen to her what happened with her mother and father, you know? I really want that to be the case where she learns that not all relationships are going to be exactly like her parents. Not every couple breaks up. Not every couple gets divorced. I mean, that happens, you know, like, that's a common thing, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen to every relationship in her life, and I want that to be where she realizes that, and maybe that expands on way of her, you know, not being scared to have feelings for somebody, i.e. Lincoln, in that way. But, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to mention him in the show in the in that way. Obviously, I was thinking it was fun. I, I thought it would be funny if like maybe she's watching the relationship talk show and like one of the pe and one of the people on the talk show is like, oh well, you know, uh, I've been hanging out with this guy for so long. We've been best friends forever, and I don't want to have feelings for him. But and then Roddy Ann just like turns to the camera and is like, oh please, like I like I would relate to that. You know, like they make some kind of joke about it where it's like, oh like we're teasing you guys about Roddy Kin, but that's. Probably probably not gonna be the case but uh, it would be funny if they did that just like a wink wink to the eyes like yeah we got you guys but you know I really wanted to be where she learns that not all relationships are going to end up like her parents you know I, I don't know if her parents will uh you know appear in this episode but they're definitely going to make it like a very wacky and fun high jinky episode with uh you know like Roddy and trying to stop uh Rosa and Hector from like divorcing or breaking up or fighting or something but she realizes that you know arguments are healthy you know it's not like they're like always arguing and stuff it's just like you know a way of life and things like that and she learns that not all relationships are gonna be like her parents you know I really want to be where she is like you know struggling about this and thinking like man if Rosen and my grandparents end up divorcing it would be just like my parents and things will be awkward and I don't know what to do and my all my all the relationships in my life will be like ruined it's like yeah, honey, not all relationships are going to end up like that. You know, I think Rose and Hector love each other. They've been together for years, you know, so they would always stay together. So it's going to be quite a bit, a quite interesting episode. There's so much going for this episode. I've been thinking about headcans and ideas for this episode, and I don't want to have that because, you know, I want to be surprised for this episode, because if I have headcans and ideas, of course, they're not going to come true, as I literally just mentioned on this podcast. So if I say them now, they're not going to happen, but... 
there's just so much going for this episode, and I really want it to be where they really, like, deliver on the headcanon fuel, because Operation Dad destroyed my headcanons, like, crushed them like a pancake, so I want it to be where this episode actually expands on Ronian's view of her parents' divorce and how it still affects her and how it's affecting her emotionally in terms of romantic relationships with Rosa and Hector, even expanding on even Lincoln, like, with that, like, her realizing that not all romantic relationships are going to be exactly like like her parents, you know, so there's just a lot going for this episode, a lot, and I can't wait to see it. And of course, it's leaking out in the UK, so I can see it early, but hopefully Nickelodeon premieres it maybe, maybe before, but, you know, we don't know yet because it was just announced yesterday. Then the next episode I'm also looking forward to, which is Misstep, which is Rodian learns the art of, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mispronounce this, <laughs> ballet believe Forkle which and that her Tia Frida is one of the intense instructors. So it's a dance basically. And um I've known I know about this because in the Three Caballeros movie they actually do mention this. I forget how they pronounce it. I wish I, I should have known how to pronounce it. I wish I should have looked it up. But I looked it up when I was seeing the episode. It is like a, tra a traditional um, Hispanic dance. And it has and they have like really big dresses that they wear for this dance. And I can't wait for this mainly because I want to see Ronnie and dressed up in that big dress and trying to learn this dance. I don't know why she's learning this dance. Maybe it's for school. Maybe it's for like a, you know, like an activity that she has to do. Like a... Uh, uh, I don't know, like, community service or something. I don't know, because it says Artia Frida is one intense instructor, so I don't know why she's learning this dance. Is it for something? Is it for a celebration? Is it for, like, a party? Is it for just school or something? I don't know. Like, why is she learning this dance? But I really, really want to see her dressed up in that big, poofy dress and, like, have her hair up and she's dancing with, T with uh, Frida, and I'm looking forward to this one because it is a Frida episode! We haven't had that in forever or at all really wait we haven't had a Frida episode <laughs> I'm sorry this is the first Frida episode of the Casa Grande pardon me I mean she was she was mainly like focused in going overboard but this is the first Frida focused episode in the show and Frida's my favorite Casa Grande so the fact that she had to get a spotlight episode where she's teaching Roddy in this traditional dance that they're gonna do for something I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this one like grandparent tramp uh, grandparent trap has so much going for it, but misstep is going to be quite an interesting episode just to see if they dress up Ryan in that huge dress and makeup and wearing this cute dance for something I don't know, but I'm really looking forward to it. And probably somebody will correct me by saying, "Oh well, the dance is for this or something like that," maybe for like a thing. I I don't remember, you know. Like the only thing again, I always learned about the dance from the Three Cabrios movie. That's my only knowledge of it. I should have looked it up for you know information so people don't correct me. But obviously someone will someone will correct me on what the the traditional dance is for, but I'm really looking forward to this episode as well. Both of these episodes sound so promising, like, it's, I, I just can't wait to see them, like, hopefully, hopefully we get a promo in the next coming weeks showing these two episodes and what they're going to deliver in terms of both of these going forward with the Casa Grandes. So yeah, that's all the upcoming episodes of The Lighthouse and the Casa Grande is coming up. They're all very exciting, all pro promising episodes, and I can't wait for them. The next piece of news is that the Loud House is going to be represented in the new Nickelodeon Kart Racers game, the sequel to the Kart Racers game. We're going to have Loud House representation in the, in the, um, 
in the game, which we have Lincoln, Lucy, and Clyde as playable characters, and the sisters are going to be like DLC, I guess, like helpers in the game. And this is very exciting because if you've seen the cover art for the Kart Racers game, Lincoln is front and center, man. He is... He is, uh, he is right in front of Spongebob, man. That's saying something about Nickelodeon. If they're showing Lincoln front and center in front of Spongebob, it shows that the, how far the Loud House has come in terms of popularity. That it's, like, going as far to go in front of Spongebob. That's crazy to me. But, yeah, only Lincoln, Lucy, and Clyde are playable characters, which kind of stinks because I kind of wish we could have had, like, Lynn or some other characters to play. But the fact that we do get some Loud House in this game is very exciting. It's coming out in the fall. It has, uh, I think it has a Nintendo Switch version for it. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'll be able to play it because I don't have a Switch or any game consoles. But when someone plays it, you know, tell me how it is because I'm, I am looking forward to seeing it. I've seen you know, the the art for it. The characters look amazing in the game. I'm just so happy the Loud House gets rep representation in a video game. I wish Radia could have been in the game, but you know they still don't want to represent her in merchandise, which I understand because new show still, but you know, you could have replaced Jojo with Roddy and just say, because <laughs> nobody really knows who Jojo is. I mean, I, I know who she is, but it's like, I don't really think that anybody really wanted Jojo in the game, but you know, there's a lot, there's lots of great 90s and, you know, recent characters in this game, so it looks very promising to say the least. So I'm looking forward to it and maybe I'll, I'll be able to play it if I get a Switch, but I don't think I will because I don't have the money for a Switch, but you know, <laughs> hopefully whoever gets the game will tell me how good it is and, you know, hope you guys enjoy the game. Next on the news is that two episodes of the Listen Out Loud podcast got released while I was gone, and these are the two final episodes of Season 3, which are Pet Adoption Day with Lana Loud and Wan and Benny's Comedy Class. So Pet Adoption Day is very exciting because Sam is in this episode. Sam Sharp, Luna's girlfriend. And Sam only appears this episode with Lana. She's working at the, uh, she's working at the shelter, the pet shelter with Lana. And that's a very interesting thing, mainly because it's Lana interacting with a side character who only interacts with another main character, like Luna. And the, the, the you know, like, they're expanding on Sam's character outside of Luna, which I think is very interesting because it kind of reminds me of what they did with Roddy and, you know, expanding Roddy and with her huge family outside of Lincoln, you know, doing that and, you know, expanding on her with the spinoffs. So the fact they are expanding on side characters who only interact with main characters into other things is very interesting because Lana, you know, like, acknowledges that, you know, Sam is Luna's other, uh, other half and, like, oh, you're, 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 I can see why you're perfect for Luna, you're very smart and stuff. So to see that Lana is interacting with, I assume, her future sister-in-law, it's pretty crazy to me. Like, you know, it's pretty awesome. And this episode was really fun, you know, getting a Lana episode with her trying to stop herself from, you know, getting all the pets to be adopted. But the fact that Sam was in it was pretty amazing to, to see that they're expanding on her, being more of a character than just Luna's girlfriend, you know, giving her something to do, like giving her more character by, you know, she's really good with animals, so she's working at the, you know, adoption place, which is really amazing to me that they would expand on Sam's character like that. So maybe we'll get more with Sam in the future of season five. Maybe we'll see her and Lana working at the pet shelter together in the show. But again, the fact that they had Sam in this episode with Lana, not with Luna, is pretty amazing to me. Like, when I first heard that Sam was going to be in the podcast, it was going to be with Luna. But I guess they changed it with Lana so they give uh, you know, Sam some spotlight to be her own character outside of just being Luna's girlfriend. That's pretty amazing to me that they are expanding on side characters like that than just interacting with the main characters they interact with. They can actually interact with other members of the family. 
Yeah, I kind of wish they would do that with Roddy in. <laughs> Hopefully they do that, you know? I'm just saying, you know? I gotta, I gotta mention, I mean, like, you know, the, the V-Logs was the closest I got to that, so I want to see that. I want to see Roddy in interacting with the Loud Sisters more. So to see Sam interacting with the Loud Sister, like, do that more. Give us more of the side characters interacting with the other sisters than just the main person they're interacting with. I think that's pretty, that would be pretty amazing. So I hope they do that going forward. Then, of course, Wan and Betty's comedy class. This is, of course, uh, Wanny fuel for the Wanny fans. I thought this was a pretty fun episode, although, like, I feel like Wan pretending to be Mr. Coconut's, like, heckling everybody was kind of mean, you know? Like, you're, you're saying, oh, it's Mr. Coconut saying this, but it's Wan saying this as Mr. Coconut, so it's, like, kind of harsh, especially what she said to Lenny. Lenny was, like, pissed at, like, Mr. Coconut for what he said to her, and Flip was in this, of course, like... <sighs> TLH, can, can we just not have Flip anymore? Is there a reason why Flip is in the show? Like, is there a reason that you keep putting him in the random places? He was in every single podcast. We don't need Flip anymore. I'm just saying, you're done with him. Just don't have him in season five. Just give him an episode of season five. We're done. We don't need Flip anymore. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I like this because, um... This podcast, I feel like, takes place between stage plight and pimple plan because Wan is still nervous about being around Benny, so maybe they're not dating canonically in this podcast because I thought, like, oh, well, they're dating, so why would she, she be so nervous around him, you know, and stuff? And she's like, oh, I just wanted to see if you still liked me. It's like, well, you guys are dating, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess they are, but it's, like, kind of confusing how nervous she would be about him liking her if they're actually officially dating in the show. So I'm not sure if there's, like, oh, this takes place between those two where their first date, I don't know. But, you know, it feels like that to me. And it was just really cool to hear Benny on the podcast. So it was nice we actually got some Wandy fuel in the podcast with their relationship and then, like, teaching a comedy classes to some kids. That was pretty cool. So both of these episodes... I absolutely loved. I love both of them. And now season three of the podcast is over, so I don't know whether we're going to get a season four or they're going to do another long year hiatus and we won't get it back till season five is airing. <laughs> but hopefully, maybe the Casagrande Familiar Sounds will come back for season two and we'll get more episodes because, like that one, it was only six episodes for this season. So maybe they'll do a season four or they'll just take a year off and they'll give Casagrande Familiar Sounds a chance to come back. So season three, I thought was a really great season. All of these episodes were just so interesting to me to get different exploration on different characters, you know, but it was just too short. <laughs> I kind of wish we could get, we could have gotten more, you know, but hopefully like you will, or maybe we'll get, you know, like Casagrande Familiar Sounds again. So again, I really enjoyed this season of Listen Out Loud. Then in other news, the Ultimate Hangout comic just came out recently. This is the uh, comic where Lincoln hangs out with his friends while his sisters go off to some, uh, some uh, flea market. And then there's also another plot where Lynn Sr. is trying to hang out with his friends to play D&D. So this uh, comic, you know, it's another one of those single story comics which I'm not a big fan of. And honestly, I'm not gonna lie, this one wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna be, mainly because, like, I felt the story was super weak. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't like these single story, like, comics because they just, I don't feel like they do enough with the characters. Like, I love that each sister, though, got a, got a chance to shine in different, like, you know, comics they got, like, way and Lisa got teamed up for one point and Lola and Lana and, and Lori and Lenny got some moments together. I love the Lenny one where she gives Fiona a little scarf as a friend anniversary present. That's adorable. But, uh, like, like with Lincoln and his friends, there wasn't a lot I could get from that story in the same thing with, like, his, his, him and Lynn Sr. just fighting over the house and stuff. Like, you know, and Flip was there. <sighs> I gotta stop 
you know, I just gotta, like, ex- accept it, Flip is a character, I know. But it's, like, it, it was pretty, you know, like, I liked that they, like, showed a lot more with the friends of Lincoln and Lynn Sr. But, again, like, these single-story comics are not my favorites. Because it just, they just don't do a lot with the characters, you know, like, feel like a lot of stuff gets sidetracked. And, you know, I, I wish I would have, I, I wanted to enjoy it because, of course, Stella's there and the gang is there. But there wasn't a lot of Stella kid fuel I can get from it. Just, like, three moments of them in the comic, really. But, like, you know, I just... Didn't enjoy as much as I, I thought I would, but I like it better than the other single story comments we've gotten. It's it's mainly because of Lincoln and his friends being there, you know. But and the sister plots, I feel like they really did interconnect in that way and really did like expand more on that. They're learning from the single story comics to make them more expandable, like expand on them more than just like one single thing happening in the comic. I feel like they really did try to do an A plot and the B plot, which actually did work in the way, but I felt like it just ended so abruptly and nothing was resolved with the sisters and with Lincoln and Lynn Sr. I don't know, I just, I didn't enjoy it, but I, th- I feel like it's uh, higher ranked on, in terms of the single story comics than the other ones. Um, so yeah, I, 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 th- I thought it was fun, you know, I, I, I hate to be, uh, I hate to be negative on it, but I just thought it was a fun comic. Nothing too amazing, but Better than, better than, like, After Dark or Loud and Proud or some of the other single-story comics. So, that's Ultimate Hangout. You could get it now. It's out, and you could buy it on Amazon or wherever you, you buy comics. I do recommend it, mainly because it is a Lincoln story with his friends and Lynn Sr. and stuff. It's still pretty good. Then, finally, <laughs> finally, we have the last piece of news, which is YouTube updates. So, let's see what they've updated since I've last talked about the Loud House and the Casa Grande's YouTube page. The first thing I do want to talk about is the next deleted, uh, delete short that they had posted from the Loud House, which is uh, which is Robot Sitcom, which is mainly like a parody of sitcoms with Lisa's robot inventions, which I thought was pretty funny. I had seen this one before, again, in another language, like the uh, the Pets one, and seen it in, 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 in English, and there was this one robot that kind of sounded like Elmo, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty fun one. Like, I, I again, I'm really happy that they're, like, you know, premiering these shorts, and I forgot to mention with the, um, the premieres of Sand Hassle, Wheel, and Deal, make sure you stay after the credits of these episodes when they end, because apparently they're going to be showing never-before-seen Loud House shorts after the episodes. I think they're going to show these shorts on TV, which I think would be fun, but they actually do premiere new ones like the uh, film noir short we heard about a long time ago. I'm really excited for that, so make sure you stick around after the new episodes next week to see if they're actually going to premiere new Loud House shorts than just the ones they premiered on YouTube. But yeah, like, seeing that one was pretty fun, so I'm really glad they premiered that one. So let's see, which, what haven't I talked about the last time? Let's see, the short, I talked about that one. Okay, so this one has to be here, yes. So the first one is uh, Ellis... Alice for Love, I think that's the first one I talked about, maybe? I can't remember. I'm just going to start there. So Alice for Love, in five minutes, they they posted uh, that episode, which, of course, is the start of Sam Lewis' relationship. So seeing that, of course, was really good. Then we had Loud House Karaoke Sing Along, which was all the songs from the Loud House at Karaoke Forum to sing for the songs. Then there was a video called Anytime Someone Says Tamale, It Speeds Up, which is just a scene from... Uh, uh, which is which is just a um, which is just a scene from Snack Packed where they speed up anytime someone says tamale those fun videos. Then there was Bobby Keys failing his exam, which is a clip from uh, from Stress Test, of course. That's a really uh, great episode. 
Then we had the Driving Miss Hazy episode 5 minutes, which is from The Loud House, that episode from season 1, which isn't really one of my favorites, but I think it's still a pretty good one, but seeing that on here is good. Then top what the heck moments from Loud House and Casa Grande's. Oh, uh, this was a weird video. <laughs> uh, I don't really know there was really any what the heck moments, but I guess they're just like odd moments, which didn't make sense to me. Then, of course, the Luna and Sam relationship tribute video. They finally did a tribute on Luna and Sam's relationship. We've been getting a bunch of these relationship videos. The Clinkin' one, the Lobby one, the Roddy Kim one. Now we have Sam and Luna, which is great because they're, you know, one of the best pairings in the show, of course, representing LGBT couples. So seeing they did an entire tribute like that was great. It was also like a music video, too. It wasn't like the timelines. It was actually just a tribute video with them, like, with music and, like, a pretty background and stuff. So I thought that was really unique. Then they uploaded the Loud House Hanging at- Late Loud House and Casa Grande Hanging at Home special. I don't know why it just says the Loud House Hanging at Home special. I mean, Ronnie is part of the Loud House, but it's also the Loud House and Casa Grande Hanging at Home special. But it's only the first five minutes because copyright. <laughs> but I'm glad they uploaded some of it so I can watch it again. But I already have it saved so I can watch it anytime. Then Lincoln Loves His Undies, a clip from Undie Pressure, which is one of the best episodes of season one, I would say. Then they have Play It Loud and What Everybody Wants Karaoke, again, a karaoke video. Then they have Live Now, the ultimate Loud House music guy, which is just a bunch of random songs that they have from the show and, like, other ones they premiered on YouTube. Whew, so yeah, that's all the YouTube updates on the Loud House Cascarani YouTube page. I haven't seen much for the Nickelodeon uh, YouTube page with Loud House, but there was one thing I wanted to highlight, which was they had a study playlist a while back, part two of the, of the study playlist with Loud House and Spongebob. And at one point, they had one where it was Ronnie and Sid and Lincoln hanging out in the city reading reading books together, which I thought was pretty awesome because it was like, oh my god, it's Sid Kid. <laughs> like, Sid Kid validation. Nickelodeon says Sid Kid writes. And even even they had the moment where Ronnie says to Lincoln in horoscope, I'm really glad that we've stayed friends. Like, that was really awesome they did that. Like, I love that validation because, you know, I love me some Sid Kid, so hopefully we get that in the actual show. But that was pretty cool. So yeah, that is all the news this week. For the Loud House and the Casa Grande's, my voice is breaking, but I have to take a little break so I can recharge and talk about the new episodes of the Loud House and the Casa Grande's. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the new episodes of the Casa Grande's and the Loud House that premiered, because I'm talking about the Casa Grande's first, because those premiered first before the Loud House, which are Sleeker Swim and The Big Chill from the Casa Grande's, and from the Loud House on Thin Ice, Room and Hordes, A Star is Scored, and Senior Moment, when we come back. Big Familia. Every day here is my favorite dia. One big house in our family store. Food and laughter y mucho amor. Tios, abuelos, all of my primos. A dog, a parrot, amigos. We're one big family now. Sundays and Mondays, they're all fun days when you're with the Casa Grande. Mucha vida. Casa Grande. Bienvenida. Casa Grande. Mucha risa. Casa Grande. All familia. Waking up to Train. The city sounds that fill my brain. Hitting the street and grabbing my board. It's a big city, so much to explore. Hanging on the block, skating at the park. It's totally fun from dawn till dark. Mercado below me, amiga above. Our Casa Grande is full of love. Tios, abuelos, all of my primos. A dog, a parrot, amigos. We're one big family now. Sundays and Mondays, they're 
to talk about the new episodes of the Casa Grandes and the Loud House Bomb that premiered, which are Sleek or Swim, The Big Chill, On Thin Ice, Room and Horde, A Star Scored, and Senior Moment. So let's talk about the Casa Grande episodes first. The first one being Sleek or Swim. When Bobby finds out that Carl can't swim, he offers to show him the ways of the waves. So these are both uh, summer-themed episodes, which are fitting for summer, of course, and talking about the first episode with Bobby and Carl. So this is the first focus episode with Bobby and Carl as a pairing, and I absolutely love this episode, but also hate at the same time. <laughs> There's things I love about it and things I hate about it. So let's talk about things I don't like this. I, I, let's talk about things I don't like about this episode first. There's too many poop jokes, Casagrandes. Okay, Casagrandes, I love you. I have a whole podcast dedicated to you, of course. But can we please, please not do? poop jokes anymore on the show, man. Like, seriously, we do not need a three-way joke about poops, uh, poop, uh, about poop. And especially Carlos eating the candy bar that came out of the water, just ate it? Ugh! Gross! Like, Carlos, you're supposed to be smart, man. Why would you do this? Like, that's disgusting, you know? And just, oh, uh, like, Bobby taking the blame by saying he's the one that pooped in the pool, like... Ugh, Casa Grandes, I love you. I really do. No more poo jokes. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, let's talk about things I did like, but the, I did like about this episode, which was the relationship between Bobby and Carl. This is their relationship at its finest, because the fact that Bobby went out of his way to teach Carl how to swim, and Carl, of course, teaching him how to tie his shoes, it was a really great way to explore their dynamic, because, you know, Carl used to hate Bobby back in the day, you know, being jealous of him with Lori, and just overall just really not liking Bobby at all, and just despising him in some sort of way. And we've seen them, like, teamed up in episodes, but not in the best light, whether a rivalry or just in general, but here, their relationship is so genuine and sweet the fact that Bobby like stood up for Carl even though I didn't like that part but you know like him standing up for Carl and keeping a secret about not have not swimming and Carl teaching him how to tie his shoes and just them bonding is really wonderful like I'm really glad we got to have the entire episode about them just bonding over this and Bobby teaching him how to swim and showing that these two really do care for each other it's really amazing like I want to see more of their relationship explored in other episodes like this because I think this is one of the most genuine episodes of the Casa just having these two for an entire episode just bonding over the things that they can't do and just teaching each other how to do things. Like, Roddy Ann at the end, though, like, I felt was a little, like, shoehorned in because she's the main character, because she was like, oh, I knew you were teaching Carl how to swim, but I didn't know you didn't, didn't know how to tie your shoes. Like, Roddy Ann, how did you know that? <laughs> how did you know he was teaching, her how to, teaching him how to swim? It was after hours. You weren't there. <laughs> Unless she just stuck in after hours and saw him teaching him, but I don't know how she knew. She got godly powers to watch the show somehow. I guess I guess she's finally using those breaking the fourth wall powers after all, after 17 episodes of the show, including The Loud House, so I don't know, but <laughs> it was just kind of funny they had to throw her in there because, like, main character, but overall, the episode was really fun. I loved Bobby and Carl in this episode. I really wanted to see more, explore with their relationship, you know, to, to bonding over things and just developing that further so you don't have to be rivals anymore. Then there was the big chill. After banging Abuelo for some air conditioning, the cousins decide to earn some cash at the neighborhood fair. Now, this episode I felt was really boring, honestly. Like, I was kind of looking forward to it. I thought it was going to be a fun one, but 
you know, I felt like this one really just didn't have a lot going for it. And the way that the siblings, not the siblings, and the way that, that the cousins went about trying to earn money. I mean, Carl tried to bribe people. Rodian got mad at him. I'm like, Rodian, honey, you guys are desperate. Let Carl do his job. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, you, at this point, you're bribing people. I mean, literally doing the sitting thing, like them like doing a sitting like uh, booth. That's bribing people, man. Rodian, you are on his side. Why did you stop him from bribing people? I'm just saying. Like, this episode really just wasn't... It didn't do a lot for me in terms of the show. And even if Abuela being like, Oh, I can't, you know, spend money on the air conditioner. Then seeing all the work they went through. He's like, Oh, I'll buy it for you anyway. I'm like, Okay, well, I guess all their hard work didn't pay off. Like, even... even, even it, it, it didn't even do that in the end. Where, like, they worked so hard. And then, and then Vito came in and got hurt. And then they had, they had to give away their money to veto it kind of reminded me of house flip which i didn't want to imagine that you know but it, it, it's like wait so it kind of it kind of made me think that ronnie is not good with businesses man like lincoln because it, it's the same thing walk don't run like ronnie loses all the money that she instead worked hard for because of losing the dogs and here she lost the money because of getting a, a veto getting hurt it's like Oh, my poor Ronnie Ann. She can't catch a break with businesses, man. It's like, Ronnie Ann, honey, I think you should just leave the businesses to Carl. I'm just saying, like, you can't do it yourself. I'm just saying. But in the end, of course, she and, uh, she and Hector, like, fix the, uh, what was it, like, the ice machine that they were using to, um, turn it into an air conditioner, which I thought was pretty, a pretty, uh, fun idea, like, a, a pretty smart move on their end. But again, like, this episode didn't do much for me. I think it was just a pretty boring episode overall, but it was still fun. I think Sleeker Swim was the best one of these two Casagrande episodes overall, though. Now let's move on to the Loud House Bomb that premiered this week. Let's talk about the first episode on Thin Ice. Lynn's extreme sports superstitions caused chaos at a professional hockey match. So, I think this is one of the better win episodes of this season. I feel like this one's the strongest in terms of that because I wasn't a big fan of good sports or even um, singled out. Those aren't my two favorite uh, win episodes. And this one was the better one. Although I feel like shoehorning in uh, Lan and Lincoln wasn't the best thing for this episode because... Uh, yeah, and Lynn Senior, of course. They, they really didn't do anything in this episode, mainly. It was just like, you know, like, they really didn't need to be in this episode. Lynn could just went on her own. And I felt like with this, again, like, I remember, like, you know, like, <laughs> it's bad to, like, you know, uh, reference No Such Luck. But in No Such Luck, the family's always going to things together. Like, they have to make a commitment to go to everybody's things. And they're going to Lynn's, like, baseball game. But here, and even in good sports, the siblings are always avoiding Lynn and her sports stuff. Like, I get that Lynn gets so over, like, it's excited about the things that she's passionate about. But those are her passions, and you should be more supportive of that. Like, literally, they were forced to go to the ice hockey game because Lynn was sad. Like, your family, all of you should go. Support her. I don't care if she's overreactive. I don't care that she gets into it. That's the whole point of going to a sports game is that you get excited over the things that you're passionate about. I I, I it, it shouldn't matter that she's so overly excited about the things that she's into. That's the whole point of her interest. I don't get why you guys aren't supporting that. Why are you avoiding her in this way? It doesn't make any sense to me. So the fact that they had, they had to push Lynn Senior and Lincoln and Wan to go just for the sake of it, wasn't the best thing for me. But I still think, I still thought it was a fun episode for Lynn, and I love that she actually got to meet her hero at the end, which was pretty fun. But, you know, overall, wasn't the best episode this week to me. And, you know, like, I had a lot of problems with it, but it was still pretty fun. They ruin Horde. Unable to part with their childhood toys, the kids try to convince mom and dad they still play with them. This was a pretty fun family episode. Like, again, another typical just 
standard loudhouse episode with the kids actually just like messing around with their childhood toys because they don't want to get rid of them. But one of the best things about this episode to me was the Lincoln and Lola scene. Like I love that. I love that Lincoln and Lola were just like Gus's games and Grub trying to win games together. Because of course Lincoln and Lola are my two is is my my one of my favorite sibling pairings besides uh, Lincoln and Lori. So seeing Lincoln and Lola just like hanging out and winning prizes together was one of my favorite moments from this uh, episode. Even the scene with um Wan and Luna just hanging out like they're actually like getting along. <laughs> like they had a puppet show and getting along in this episode. That was shocking to me, you know. <laughs> but I think it was just just a pretty fun standard loudhouse episode with the family, and it was just pretty fu fun too just to see them like messing around with their their childhood toys and things that they loved as a child. But it was you know it was uh resolved pretty quickly. They gave gave them away anyway, so you know it was pretty standard. But that was pretty fun. Then a star is scorned. Lola realizes that the double of the cuteness could help her break into show business, so she, so she teams up with Lily. This is the 100th episode of The Loud House. And I think it's a really great one. It's not my favorite Lola episode. I still think Community Disservice is the best episode that she's ever been in in this season. But this one was still pretty fun too. I love the team up with her and Lily. How she thought that Lily, Lily was getting the spotlight mainly because of her being adorable. And Lola getting jealous, you know, as, as you would as you would do because of Lily, but in the end, Lily, Lily wasn't actually competing with her, she was just trying to have fun with her. Like that part where Lily says, Lola, Lily, love, and draws the picture from Lola, Oh, That was so sweet, it was really adorable. Like, this is a really, really precious episode. And I love the part with Lenny, where she had, you know, come to Lola and said, oh, we could talk about it after work or something if you're not feeling good, and Lori being this episode, like, <laughs> I love the parts of Lola with Lori just like covered in the clothes and stuff and I'm just imagining her saying in her head, man, I can't wait till I move out of this house. <laughs> you know, like, I thought it was a pretty great episode for Lola to learn that, you know, Lily wasn't competing with her, but I still think Community Disservice is still the best Lola episode out there. Like, I was hoping this one was going to be better than that one, but in terms of Lola episode, Community Disservice still beats that, but Star of Scorn is definitely still a great Lola episode with Lily as well. Then the final episode, Senior Moment, Lori vows to make up for lost time in her senior year. So this episode or, marks a very important thing in this episode, which is Carol is back! Carol Pingree is officially back in the Loud House and she gets lines and everything! This is very exciting, of course, for uh, many Carol and Lori fans to get Carol back in the show because Carol's been mentioned a bunch of times in season 4, even in, this, uh, in Room and Horde where Lori says that Carol gave her, gave her her old golf club. So Carol and Lori have been like hanging out off screen and being best friends, but now Carol officially comes back in the Loud House with a new character? Roger, is that what his name is? Like, their friend we've never seen before, but have to accept that they've been best friends forever because Lori's like, oh, we've been hanging out for a while. And it's like, no, we haven't seen this guy ever. <laughs> like, couldn't they just get one of, other, one of Lori's other friends from Party Down or something? Like, why do they have to make a new character and make us believe that she's been hanging out with this guy forever? Carol, we believe, because Carol actually got an episode where we see them becoming friends. This guy is brand new. We've never seen him before. But he's on the golf club, so we're like, oh, well, she's on the golf club, so she's been friends. he's been friends with Lori for a while. No, we don't really believe that. But, um, but uh, this episode, I felt, could have been better than it actually was. It wasn't as amazing that I was hoping it was going to be, because that title card made it seem like it was going to be a really great episode. 
but it was it was okay like I felt like Lori you know believing some teen movie that you should do all these crazy stuff before senior year wasn't believable to me and her just running around like a child doing all these pranks and stuff like it was kind of like over overwhelming to me and be like seniors it's like yeah I don't know like it was just a really weird uh episode to me like Carol and Roger were kind of just there as plot devices. They really didn't contribute much to the plot. They were just like, oh, Lori, you do go do your thing and we'll just leave, you know, because we're not having fun and stuff, which is kind of sad because I love seeing Carol with Lori again, but they really didn't do much for the episode with them just, you know, kind of like, you know, dealing with Lori's antics in this episode. But I did love the mo moment with Rita and Lori, how Rita was trying to tell Lori that, you know, I didn't do all those crazy things while I was a senior, but I still had fun with my friends. And that's when Lori realizes that all she has to do to make great memories before she graduates is just hang out with her friends, which is a great thing, you know, because when I was a senior, you know, like... <laughs> I was in a marching band, so we actually got to do a lot of fun things for that as being a senior. But other than that, I just really hung out with my friends. I didn't really do all those big, crazy things that you hear about in TVs and movies, like doing pranks and stuff like that, you know? You just have a good time. That's how you, you make up for being a senior in, in high school and going off to college is just having the time of your life and just, like, enjoying those moments, you know? You don't have to make a big deal about it. You could just hang out with friends or just do your own thing, you know? So that's what Lori realized, that all she has to do now is just hang out with her friends before she goes off to college. They really didn't mention college much in this episode, just be like, oh, when we graduate, we need to remember all these moments together. But I did really like at the end, she went mini-golfing with her friends at the end, but it was kind of a missed opportunity with this episode being a good episode. Like, I, I still thought it was a good episode, but I, it wasn't as strong as I was hoping it was going to be, you know? Like, I feel like a lot of other Lori episodes are much better than this one, but it was still pretty fun. And again, seeing Carol again was great. I know a lot of the Carol Lori fans are absolutely, you know, happy about that, my friend says included. So I'm happy about that, but uh, overall, it just wasn't the uh, fantastic episode I was hoping it was going to be. <laughs> So yeah, that's all the episodes of the Casa Grande and the Loud House that came back. So we are going to come back next week and I'm going to talk about all the episodes of the Loud House and the Casa Grande that are going to that are going to premiere next week as well. So if you have any questions about the podcast or want to discuss the podcast with me, you can contact me over X Sunny Clips on Twitter or the podcast's Twitter, Castle Loud Chats. And we'll see you all next time on Castle Loud Chats.